This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Fashion Is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. I'm Josh Wexler, CEO and co-founder of Rev Cascade and Solar. And what I love about commerce is, so I think the magic that both Rev Cascade and Solar create is, is something that's actually transformative for our customers, meaning that what we do actually is a way for them to thrive in the future um, in a way that actually complements their current way of doing business. So the idea that a retailer can launch a $100 million revenue stream from zero in a two to three year period of time with little to no risk is just hugely positive for any retailer that actually launches a dropship program. I love doing that. I love bringing that to market. And uh, it's, it's just pretty awesome to, to be a part of that. Making more money, saving time, and growing your business with as little risk as possible. That's a pretty good formula. Coming up, a business-to-business technology that enables retailers, publishers, and influencers to launch, operate, and scale their own drop ship programs, allowing them to thrive in the future in a way that complements their current way of doing business. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location with Pavan Ball. Rob Sanchez and Mark Rako. And now, here are your hosts. Josh, welcome to the show. Uh, we've had you on the show as a guest host, and now you're in the hot seat. <laughs> welcome. Great to be here. And congratulations as being one of the winners of the pitch competition at the uh, Alvanon and Corsite Trailblazers Conference. Uh, that was really a great accomplishment. Congrats. Thanks. We were definitely honored to, to be even a participant and, and really excited to win. Yeah, you're really, you're really in good, good company frankly. So. <laughs> What's great about this is that uh, this is your ticket into being a guest. I know. Yeah. We, we've, I know. We've had you on the show several times. I know. Win a Never competition. talked about what you do. I know. <laughs> but right, right, right. You have to win a competition to get over here. I hey, just slide it's it in like on the side. The side window jump through action. You got to like earn it. your way to the hot seat. No, you have it. to. I'm, yeah. a, I'm okay with that. <laughs> We're very happy to have you on the show. So uh, let's start out with uh, this question, Josh. Um, why is what you're doing with Rev Cascade and Solar um, important? Uh, as you look at and, and you look back at your body of work, this being a part of it, and you sure. say we really impacted not just individual companies, but perhaps the body of commerce overall, the industry, if you will, of commerce. Um, why will that be true? Well, I, I think my perspective is that we're still at the very early stages of how the Internet is impacting every industry. So you're not committing. Um, did you say that in like 95 as well when you started also? Well, no. <laughs> Some other businesses? <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, a lot of people think it's, oh, it's game over. Everything's kind of mapped out. Mm -hmm. You look at the companies that have popped up in the last five years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing how fast things are changing. You're habitually at the starting line. Well, so so if you're a retailer, <laughs> um, you know, your business is, if you're a brick and mortar retailer, your business is, you know, changing dramatically based on the way consumers are behaving. Yeah. So like any industry, that's going to create opportunities. And we're trying to build technology that helps retailers thrive in the future. And I think being a solution that helps people be more successful is just a good, you know, it's a good karma place to be. Um, and, you know, you look at Rev Cascade today and we represent the fastest growing part of every one of our customers' business. Um, and that's awesome. And we want to just keep building that and keep bringing that in a bigger and better way. So what exactly is the, let's call it the problem that you've solved that before you existed didn't have a solution? Sure thing. So retailers throughout history have been restricted by their physical shelf space. Um, their stores are only so big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by their budget- and their stock rooms are only so big. Their stock rooms are mm-hmm. only so big. And then by their budget with which they can buy products. Um, online, there's there's no limitations on self, shelf space. And if brands and manufacturers are willing to ship direct to consumers, that gives a retailer the ability to dramatically expand the number of products that they offer to their consumers. Re- substantially reduces complexity, liability, uh, not just the money part of it, but even just having to manage staff and, and all of the insurances that go with it and transportation logistics. And a- it's just a- gone. Absolutely. You look at, let's just pick a, a category like an athletic footwear retailer today with 500 stores and malls across the country. Search for the latest World Cup soccer cleats. Mm-hmm. Search for... You know what Rafael Nadal or Serena Williams is wearing in Wimbledon, Mm -hmm. they don't carry them. So with drop shipping, it enables that retailer to offer consumers products that are in their sweet spot that they might not want to put in their stores because maybe it's too niche. Maybe they just don't have the shelf space or the warehouse space. Drop shipping gives them the ability to do that in a way that's great for their customers and it's great for their bottom line. Now, can you give us like your target profile of customer with the RevCast? We're talking about RevCascade, just to be clear right now, that, that yep. underlying technology. Can you talk about the profile of uh, client that you have there? Yeah, I would say it's it's primarily a, a mid-market to big retailer, mm-hmm. um, someone that has a, a an e-commerce business today that is based on essentially treating their e-commerce business as if it was just another store. Um, Rev Cascade comes in, gives that retailer the ability to offer an extended aisle of products right. that essentially allow them to make more money with no inventory risk. And how long has that company been around for? So we launched Rev Cascade three years ago. Okay. Um, and today we power uh, the dropship programs for some of the best retailers in the world. You and Andrea, that means you guys came to, holy shit, it's been three years already since we've uh, started hanging out? That's right. Wow, that is unbelievable. So a backstory here is that Andrea, uh, your co-founder, her and I have collaborated in the past on just different events and just being in this kind of environment together for a number of years. And then uh, I saw her in a meeting with Rob, <laughs> with you That's right. and Rob just out of nowhere, come back into the office. It was amazing. That's so right. That was three years. We back go now. way back. Yeah, man. That's and, great. Okay. And essentially Andrea and I started Ref Cascade with, um, with Samantha Henderson and mm-hmm. Kyle Stainer. 
um, yeah. and Matt Meyer and Julie Mattern, who I worked with at an uh, online advertising company called the Rubicon Project. Yep, yep. So um, yeah, and, and a little bit more context of who you are now. You've uh, you've now taken a couple companies public. You still have ownership into a third company before starting even Rev Cascade. Is that correct or a little bit off now? No, actually, this is like your fourth or fifth, right? So I've I've been a startup guy, yeah. you know, for a long time. My first company was a company called Hip Hats back in the yeah. early '90s that yeah. I started with three of my best friends, mm-hmm. and they actually still run the company today. That's what okay, um, that was the one that I was missing. That's okay. right. Um, so it's pretty cool to have you know been a part of a company that's now yeah. been around for over 25 years, um, which is pretty awesome. But I in the late nineties wanted to flex my entrepreneurial muscle and decided to start up another company. Um, and you know, my entrepreneurial journey goes back pretty far. Good deal. All right. So let's talk about, so you have the Rev Cascade platform and now you're building what, uh, basically a, a platform or an application on top of that, or a use case on top of that, which can shift dramatically how people purchase and find product. Um, so can we talk through now, this is the solar platform. Sure. I'd love to talk through this a little bit. Absolutely. So, so a little less than a year ago, um, we actually, as a team thought, how could we leverage the dropship technology that we've built at Rev Cascade in a way that might potentially, you know, unlock a lot of value in the market. And we just saw how influencers have become so prevalent in how e-commerce happens. Yep. Um, so budgets are moving there. Yeah. I mean, dramatically for, for marketers today, yeah. you know, if you're not working with influencers, you're thinking about how to work with them. Right. So we came up with this idea of what if we could build a layer on top of Rev Cascade mm-hmm. where influencers could create their own stores where they're able to share and sell the products that they love mm-hmm. from the brands they represent to their followers. And effectively we've, we've now launched that in private beta and we're looking to do a consumer launch in, in the fall of this year. When I think about what that web can conceivably look like, it feels like Rev Cascade could be like this nucleus mothership that has now like just a marketplace of marketplaces essentially. Right. So a foundational kind of ground where you have, uh, people, whether, um, I won't say myself cause I'm not quote unquote a, you know, in the technical terms or what people think of an influencer is, but say if I were, yep. I can go ahead there and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, point out some of the different brand relationships that you already have that sign up to the solar platform. And I could say, okay, I want to represent, or I want to be able to profile some of you know those maybe 15 or 20 of those brands. And I'm going to take pictures of myself, uh, tag them up. And now I can not only sell the items like, you know, like I would do on Instagram through an affiliate model, but now I'm getting an actual retail markup for it as if I were a retail store. Exactly. The way we think about solar is really anyone with an engaged audience, Yeah. whether that's an influencer, whether that's a publisher, think about, you know, the, they make the the transaction, the publisher that, that, you know, profiles the hot, you know, sneakers of, of summer. We now give them the ability to have a solar store where they're not only able to write about those products, but they're also able to then sell them directly to their audience. 
You're going to be calling it a solar store because it lives on solar, right? That's right. So how, how do you envision them directing their traffic to the solar? Or are you going to learn with them as they kind of just start we're, doing it? We're definitely learning. Yeah. Um, but the way that we've built the platform is is to make it easy for influencers to essentially uh, post their products yeah. on solar and then promote them through their social through channels. Instagram or YouTube or wherever they have that, that it, reach. Exactly. Or if okay. you're a publisher, you could use those social channels, but you could also promote them through your own content. So Dude, this is wild. So how many people do you project? Okay, so let's <laughs> let's talk two years from now. How many how many stores uh, do you project to be on solar? You know, I mean I, I'd say that the you know the the fancy term is total addressable market right so <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. i think if you were to try and like like unlock what this really yeah. could turn into it's, you know you're talking about yeah. a billion active users on instagram right. Right. if one tenth of one percent would qualify as influencers sure. that's a lot of solar stores is there a minimum barrier to entry to have a solar store to be invited into this program but today we yeah. we um, have a minimum number of followers through okay. whichever your social channels are of 25,000. Yeah. But if a brand is working with a, a, a micro influencer, sure. we're absolutely open to having yeah. those micro influencers Engagement set up also solar kind stores of as well. flows into this. Uh, yeah. This I mean, I think right now so. what's more important to us is the point of view of the influencer or publisher. Um, we're certainly looking to create a platform where it's attractive to mid to high end consumers. Um, we think that's where the most opportunity is, and and that's where the influencers like to play the most as well. Does this now play alongside different multi brand marketplaces, or this just take over other multi brand marketplaces? Like in you know, so if we're talking about the future, right? Where where is the future of how we shop? What does it look like? Am I shopping through? the people that I got inspired from directly, such as solar, or am I still going out for new perspectives from like a Zola or a, uh, a spring or any of aha life, whatever it might be right there. You know, today is the, the, the day of multi-brand kind of marketplaces. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would first of all say that I think that most of the most successful companies in the world today are complementary. So when I think about solar, I view it as how is solar being complementary to an influencer? Um, influencers primarily are making money through sponsored posts and affiliate links. Solar doesn't uh, replace those two things, it, it complements them. And I think that if we do a great job of supporting influencers- They'll with, be encouraged or incentivized to, uh, to drive there versus- Absolutely, it's just yeah. another way for, for those individuals or in the case yeah. of publishers, businesses, to generate revenue in a way that is uh, sort of organic mm -hmm. to their followers or, or organic to their audience. Are you looking for certain types of product brands to launch with? Like what is this go-to-market strategy? So you said you're in pre-beta right now. Um, I know this from you know the closed door conversations that we have is that you're, you're readying yourselves for maybe a September or October launch. So right. say a fall launch. Um, how are you going to market with this? Like what types of people are you looking for right now and what types of brands? Yeah. So we are focused on the mid to high end leaning towards luxury, definitely premium mm -hmm. brands, brands that might not want What's to. What's your definition of a luxury brand? Can you give me a profile? Can you well, give me a name? Well, I mean, I, I would say, I would say without getting into specific yeah. brands, like, okay. like we think that there's 
thousands of brands who view the big marketplaces as potentially commoditizing their brand value. For sure. So we want to enable solar to be a place where they can work with influencers and publishers that that are right for their brand and right mm -hmm. for the consumers that they want to reach. So that's where we're focusing. <clears throat> and, and, you know, thus far we've had, you know, several thousand influencers apply to be a part of solar. Um, several hundred brands have, yeah. have signed up for the private beta and we're getting, you know, a fantastic response. Th this is interesting. So w the conversation, how do you, um, address objections from luxury, uh, in the sense that, okay, if I'm a luxury brand and I'm in a, a marketplace essentially where, you know, I could be styled with other brands that don't necessarily match in my my perspective, my brand, um, you know, a, a Gucci with an H&M or, you know, like it, it like there might be some parity there that they may not be aligned with in their own head. How do you how do you address that concern? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great question because I think that what we're enabling through solar is the ability for for both the brands and the influencers mm -hmm. to stay in total control of who they're working with. Okay. So if a brand wants to either have an exclusive relationship with an influencer on solar or have some control over the brands that are sitting adjacent to them on solar, Got that, it. that's Got under it. their control. So they could have a yes, no, basically. Oh, 100%. And they can also can obviously control who the influencers are. So in other words, there may be certain influencers that have high engagement and a lot of followers, but I don't want to be associated with that influencer. Exactly. Of my and, and solar is really the underlying technology that un enables that. We're not making those choices for the brands yeah, or the influencers. We're letting them self-select. Because we you're think saying that's this is the, the marketplace. You Absolutely. let us know who you want to align with, and and Absolutely. who you would. Yeah. Now, mind yeah. you, you know we're seeing today this convergence of luxury with, yeah, you know, oh, very eclectic, like collaborations. Whether it's you know yeah. a Louis Vuitton product, you know, worn side by side with a, a pair of Nike of sneakers, right? This like, is most of the market that's happening. You have that 100%. staple luxury purchase, and you're wearing it with Zara and H and M, right? The the rest head to toe. So that that's just the reality of it. So I mean, I'm I'm just curious to see where those conversations are and how like luxury is still thinking about this brand cachet thing, right? So um, it, it's interesting because you're bringing this, you're forcing this conversation quite a bit with yeah. solar. I mean, the conversations happening yeah. already through you know platforms like Instagram, sure. where you know sponsored posts, those influencers mm -hmm. might be doing a campaign for yeah. Uh, you know, Gucci one day and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Converse Chuck Taylor's the next. Right. So we love that. And we want to, you know, essentially treat that type of relationship as something that we can help make happen. How are you? So you talk about a minimum threshold of followers to qualify as an influencer. But what are you doing in terms of looking at the engagement of the influencer? Uh, number one, in terms of qualifying to work with you in brands. And number two, the difference in the level of engagement that may be necessary for different types of brands. So in other words, I need to engage many more of my followers for smaller purchases to create enough ROI for that brand to make that influencer attractive. But for a high-end luxury, even though they want to sell as many as possible, I only need to sell so many to make that, uh, you know, so the, the, the number of people I'm engaging with may not matter as much as an influencer as long as I'm engaging enough. Absolutely. Is the answer that ROI doesn't matter because nobody pays? 
Well, <laughs> is, well, is that what it is? I mean, <laughs> like nobody's paying to be on this platform, right? I mean, Pav, that's a great point. Yeah. It is free to join. Yeah, and, jump on. And essentially, it becomes a, a another form of marketing for the brands yeah. and the influencers. And everyone shares when sales are generated. So there is a, a way to uh -huh. think of, of solar as an ROI channel. Um, and there's also a way to think of solar, meaning ROI because there's revenue. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also a way to think of solar as a marketing channel because you're getting exposure based on engagement. Yes, but I would think it would still matter, though, because it would have to do with, from your end, looking at su success. Well, so we're, right. we're trying to drive engagement. So I'll, I'll give you an example of that. So as part of our consumer launch, we'll enable consumers to follow influencers. So in addition to discovering products through those influencers, they'll also, a consumer will also have a, a very curated feed every time they log into solar. Of different solar shops? Absolutely. Got so it. if you're following influencers mm -hmm. in fashion, footwear, mm -hmm. um, wellness, suggested people, your, your feed is going to be very different than someone's who's into, let's say, fitness, interior design, and art. This is so dude, it this becomes is like a really, the, really interesting way for consumers to This is such a typical shop. platform issue, right? How do you get the people there? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, of course, you're working with distributed media, right? These are media personalities. So you're going to – the I guess uh, I guess your projection is that they're going to be making a concerted effort to actually shift that because that's where they're going to be making the money, the influencers. So they're going to shift their audience there. Their audience has a great experience, and now they have to stick, right? That's kind of the – the flow through here? Well, the, the way I would equate it, so so my last company, the Rubicon Project, was in the online advertising industry and saw this huge shift of media spend from offline mm -hmm. to online. And that was because marketers wanted to reach consumers where they were. Um, I think today, consumers are following influencers. Yeah. So we're viewing influencers as a, a potential retail channel mm -hmm. and their reach outside of solar needs to drive that traffic back to it. Yeah. That's why they receive a, a significant percentage of the sales that they generate on solar. And, you know, we expect them to be bringing consumers back to the platform. And, and, and to Mark's point, like that's why the engagement matters, right? Totally. So if you have the engagement on Instagram, like that's a, that's a real community, right? The, the engaged ones are your community. The full number is your audience. Um, and you know, we say it time and time again, you could, you can transfer a community over, um, of people that are like a tribe, but it's really hard to transfer an audience from one platform to the other. And that's where other, other platforms kind of get stuck. Yeah. I mean, I think so. we, we, we have a lot of mm -hmm. challenges to, to yeah, overcome. But the incentive is real. Like, I mean, as, as an influencer, I have a real incentive for the first time to actually be an early adopter and really try to transfer my audience or, or at least extend my audience into this solar shop as well, because you're getting a retail markup. Absolutely. Everybody and their mother knows that that affiliate is not a business model. Like you're, you're not scaling with, with affiliate model. It's just the truth. So if now, if you're a retailer and you can own a shop, you're going to want to bring as many people as damn possible through the doors of your shop. Yeah, I mean, what so. we've what we've already discovered in our private beta is that influencers love making better than affiliate fees. Mm -hmm. um, brands love making better than wholesale. Yeah. So there's really like strong incentives on both sides to to work together on mm -hmm. solar. Yeah. Um, and we're 
excited i mean what's what's more fun than trying to like start with a blank canvas and build something special yeah, that's that's what it's all about well as you inferred earlier in the conversation you know the the internet and and all the opportunities it offers is still very it's nascent and um you know you can look at yourself as a member of the architecture team of what's possible and being at that blank pretty we're only we've only painted in the corner of the canvas so far it's still yeah. largely blank so you get to Pay yeah. a lot of the I mean, Mark, I'm fascinated when I talk to retailers today who treat their website as if it's just another physical store. And I'm like, you know, that's actually not the best business model for you to scale an online business. Um, drop shipping represents, you know, literally a, a no risk way of generating revenue. And you know, there's there's not a retailer on the planet that isn't trying to think about how do I turn my inventory faster? Yeah. Or if you're the CFO of a big retailer, like the largest number on your balance sheet is inventory. So it's fascinating to me when I talk to retailers who either aren't drop shipping today or maybe are, but it's not a big focus of their business because, you know, we have a retailer on our platform on RevCascade that launched with us in September. And they're already on September of 2017, so we're nine months in. And they're already on a $50 million run rate. Where else can you do that yeah. but online? Um, so it's just it's a huge opportunity for any retailer. And I don't know, we're really excited to be a part of it. Okay, coming up, you'll hear Josh speak about building to scale and um, a pretty interesting collaboration between Mouth Media and solar. All that right after this. If you want to make sure your footwear is as beautiful as the rest of you, you need a little bit of Tamara Mellon in your life. Tamara co-founded Jimmy Choo in the 90s, and now she's launched her own namesake brand, which is handmade in Italy by family-owned factories and without the six-time retail markup. The best shoes for a better price direct to you. And let's be honest, who doesn't love great shoes? Get this. Right now, as one of the Fashion Is Your Business listeners, you can get a whopping $100 off your first order from Tamara Mellon just by using code FIYB at checkout at www.tamaramellon.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-M-E-L-L-O-N.com. And don't forget, use code FIYB for $100 off your first order. You can follow Fashion Is Your Business on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available at fashionisyourbusiness.com and listen and subscribe wherever the best podcasts are found. Josh, like, I mean, I, I, I've fully, you know, we've talked this through for a while. We, of course, have collaborated on a couple things, and we'll go into that in a little bit. Um, I've, I'm bought in. I, I drink a juice. You're a super fan. This. I am a super fan. I'm a bit of a super fan on this. And um, me too. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, look, like, I wonder what happens and what you're thinking about when this, like. You have to build to scale, right? You have to build with the the idea that this is going to pop off the way that you expect it to, and if it does, it's it's a very very 
big framework. It's a big extension. And this, I could, the trickle down and the waterfall from, you know, from the brand side to the manufacturing side is severe or potentially severe. What are you thinking about in your head, like that you have to prepare for now? And then what do you have to, like, what type of triggers are you looking for that'll, that'll, then make you start shifting and preparing for other things? Like what are the perils ahead of you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think a lot about how to de-risk the startups that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a part of. And I, I, I was fortunate to be a part of a company called the Rubicon project in the online advertising I've heard industry. about this, man. You've mentioned Rubicon. Um, <laughs> so Rubicon, you know, I, I remember when I first joined in 2008, you know, we were trying to get to a hundred million ad impressions per day. We thought if we got there, it would be game over. Um, you know, seven years later, we were processing 11 billion ad impressions per day. So we were faced with the challenges of scale and how we were going to be able to manage that growth. And it really starts with your team. And I think that, you know, I've been really fortunate through both that Rubicon experience and now at Rev Cascade and, and just really starting at solar to work with people that, you know, understand that, you know, it is a grind that you have to put in the effort. Um, a lot of it happens behind the scenes and that what consumers or the public or your, your community ends up seeing is the end result of all that work and effort. So, you know, at Rubicon, you know, we had this saying that, you know, great people build great products. Um, and I think, you know, scaling is part of that. And it, it really starts with the team. Mm -hmm. So let's, 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 you, so in your political answer, you didn't answer anything um, in the sense that what, what, <laughs> That's what, what a political yeah, answer yeah. is, man. <laughs> so what are the actual perils that you're looking at? Like what type of speed bumps are you like, are you uh, kind of, so beyond team, like, are you talking to manufacturers about uh, what is a potential impact here and how they can scale with you and like what types of, you know, so checks and balances perils, are in so, place so, so there are yeah. perils in, in every aspect of every company that you could ever start, right? So, sure. so there's perils with influencers. How do we get the right ones? How do we make sure they're engaged? How do we make sure mm -hmm. they're posting the right products and they're volume of promoting those products on their social channels mm -hmm. is fully optimized. That's a that's challenge. right out the gate. That's though, a challenge right? unto no, itself. No, that, that's right out the gate. That's October, right? right? Or whenever you guys launch. But how do we say get, now they, they blow it, blow the top off of it. Now what? How do we, how do we make sure consumers have the greatest experience ever? Mm -hmm. Meaning like, like that they feel the warm hug. Yeah. They feel like they're getting this curated. Is there going to be a back order type on, of thing then? Well, of course, because I don't I mean, want to buy something that's not available. Well, if something's out of stock, then, yeah. you know, that happens every day. And can every, I still buy every, it and the manufacturer just makes it, though, because you can do that with it, your dropship. It, it certainly depends on the product category and the, the, and manufacturer, the manufacturer themselves. Yeah. But I, I guess I guess that the the challenges of scaling, you need to apply things like process. Yeah. Um, and have people that are like obsessed with making sure that all of those nuances are dealt with in a way that is great for the the community that you're trying to build. Have you been thinking about um, mass customization and brands that are moving towards that? That's a big, big wave, right? So how are you thinking about mass customized products and those opportunities within solar? So I, I think, you know, nothing would make me happier than to 
have brands that run the gamut from, you know, big major luxury brands mm-hmm. to very boutique niche, one of a kind, mass customized type products. And I think through solar, the, the opportunities are, are there. Yeah. Um, you look at my co-founder, Andrea Tobin's business, Marla Cielo, where she's taking her hand-painted artwork and creating luxury handbags. Like, that's a brand on solar. Yeah. You know, you look at cool sneaker brand, Creative Recreation, they're on mm-hmm. solar. Um, oh, you look, okay, got it. You look at... So uh, you will have a flow in terms of, um, like, uh, checking out that you can actually... Or eventually, if it's not on launch, but eventually you see it as a place where I can now also choose like, okay, well, I want the gum, you know, I want gum soles, I want red laces, I want this stitching and things like that. Like a Nike ID? Yeah, similar to that. Exactly. And you're seeing that happen more and more in the luxury space. I mean, I would say at the start, that's something that that we definitely won't have. Right, of course. As as solar evolves, you know, absolutely we'll be paying attention to those types of things. Yeah. Very interesting. Pretty unlimited horizon out there of what's possible. So many permutations. So, um, Josh, why are you in a position to talk to these brands about these types of things? What what puts you in that seat that you're able to, number one, have those conversations? Why will they talk to you? And number two, uh, why are you in a position where you're able to talk um, informally to them from your own experience and not in theory? So I'd say, you know, among the the market reasons why brands want to talk to us uh, is that nearly every retailer is closing more stores than they're opening. So nearly every brand's traditional wholesale business is is under a lot of compression and a lot of, you know, retraction, if you will. So, so brands are looking for new ways to generate revenue. Solar is one of those. Um, Another big reason why brands want to talk to us is that they view influencers as an authentic voice to the consumers they want to reach. So when your wholesale business is contracting and influencers are the new gateway to consumers, like solar is an amazing option for you. And then why they should talk to me, I'm trying to crash the party. So I I don't know that we've earned that yet but every day with solar we're trying to oh, resonate with brands more and more are you friendly with matt caden over at mmg uh no so mmg advisors they do um i mean they consult through a, a lot of these kind of wholesale businesses or warehouse businesses into e-commerce now um and traditionally have done a lot of MA, but they they would be an interesting kind of yeah um partner for that or and 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 similarly profiled companies that are in the consulting space that that do that work because that that does that is the perfect fit for you right yeah. is to yeah like they don't have to build a website they don't have to do that. they could test the markets so is a distribution channel for yeah. for any mid to high end brand it's a really good formula if you want to reach yeah. consumers um in a pretty scalable way through influencers who are now how consumers discover new products Josh, I think we'd be making a mistake if we didn't take just one moment and touch on the guy in the seat and the journey that he's been on. Because I do think it's relevant to why you're able to speak so informally to these decision makers of brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you've had your own journey of yeah with some mark of success. Uh, can, can you talk to that a little bit about where you've been and why when you have conversations with people, you're not just... Uh, 
you're not just some fledgling young startup founder that doesn't know what he's talking about with a you know a, a pipe dream. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd say, you know, when I talk to brands today, and I come at it from the standpoint of I I launched a brand pre-internet, um, you know, sold the Fred Siegel, who was mm -hmm. our first customer in that company, wow. and that then I not know. and then you know from there, nearly every retailer mm -hmm. in the young men's and active market was was buying our products. I know what it's like to do that. Um, I also have, as I mentioned, been fortunate to be a part of, you know, one of the largest online advertising exchanges that helped publishers who were suffering from losing their audience online, help them make more money in a time when publishers were really losing money. So with what we've built at RevCascade, where retailers are are struggling and offering them a solution that helps them generate more money, I can lean on that experience at at Rubicon to help those retailers. And then with Solar, it's like coming full circle back to, mm -hmm. you know, launching my own brand way back when, um, where I can play a role in helping you know new brands and luxury brands and everyone in between, uh, you know, work in a new way to sell their products. So I, you know, I'm lucky that I get a chance to do that. And I'm really excited about getting up every day and making it happen. You know, this, um, what you, what you identified as a layer on top of Rev Cascade being solar. When that idea came, because of course I'm sure you have, you know, the whole team has probably been like, what else can we do with this? What, what other applications can really unlock, which is another word you used. What, there is those slight movements, right? That make all the biggest impact and solar, uh, I'm assuming for you feels like that because you're going down it. When that came out, how quickly did the whole team galvanize around it on it and start working on it? Like, what was that moment like? It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, we decided literally in August of last year to uh, build solar as a layer on top. Did of someone think Rep about Cascade. it like in bed at night? Was it part of yeah, a was brainstorm? Like, a, like what? Hey, you know what we yeah, can what, do? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because that is an aha moment, right? Like, yeah, so. I mean, it was something that you know we we get together once a quarter with our our leadership team, mm -hmm. and Andrea and I kind of pitched the idea to our team as saying like, hey, in Q4, there's a code freeze in e-commerce. So let's experiment with something that we could layer on top of mm -hmm. Rev Cascade um, that could be pretty transformational uh, and have us drink our own Kool-Aid. But at that point, did you think like that was solar, that that was the concept of influencer? Or you came in saying, let's start this brainstorm and try to figure out what that can be? Well, so I positioned it as, hey, <laughs> let's brainstorm on what we can do in Q4. Yeah. But but yeah. I did have the idea. Got it. To were you just giddy? to pitch the team like on solar super giddy about it um i was really excited about yeah. it you know it didn't have a name at the time of course um not, but yeah. the way that i would say you know my co-founder samantha henderson kind of embraced it and really helped validate it in the market the way that kyle stainer embraced it and helped build an amazing you know early version of solar like that was really awesome to see how the team kind of yeah. embraced it and went for it. And I'd say, you know, the flip side is I feel like every retailer can leverage drop shipping the way that 
we've built solar to leverage drop shipping. And, you know, Amazon today sells something like 560 million products. Over half of their sales come from their third party marketplace. Mm. But 560 million products available for sale, the average retailer is mm -hmm. carrying thousands, yeah. not millions. hundreds of millions, mm -hmm. right. thousands, and not hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. So, Dropship is really transformational and, and, you know, it's amazing to watch when a new retailer launches their Discovers dropship program, yeah. how much it galvanizes their business. And yeah. we're definitely drinking our own Kool-Aid with solar and excited for influencers for and sure. brands and publishers to benefit from that. It's a, it's such an interesting layer on top. Um, when you, when you uh, first introduced it to us. So, well, this is a good tr uh, segue into what we're doing together. Yeah. So when you first introduced this to us, um, it clicked almost immediately or, or in fact, immediately. And you said, you know, why don't we do a couple events together? So of course, Mouth Media, we do our Mouth Media Live series, which is uh, essentially recording one of our podcasts, including Fashion Is Your Business in front of a, a curated or invite only crowd. Now, uh, for those that want to, for you that's listening at home that wants to to attend one of these, they're they're in New York predominantly as of now. We've done them in San Fran. We've done them in other cities. We're we're actually going to be in Melbourne um, uh, coming up uh, on August first, doing a, a Mouth Media Live. But you said, what about the idea of doing one that's uh, that's really open uh, for like with with solar? And uh, when we brainstormed that out, we said, okay, well, the ideal uh, guest list for this would be brands and influencers. We did it once with, uh, you know, featuring Joseph Segarra, Def Jam, who uh, does lifestyle partnerships there or marketing. And we both looked at each other. We're like, wow, the energy in this room is tremendous. It was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. And uh, we did that over at Spring Place. And um, and then from there, we said, okay, we got to do it again. And we did another one featuring Bobby Brown just recently on uh, June 24th uh, over at La Marina. I want to be is like Bobby real, Brown. Also, yeah. Everyone wants to be like Bobby Brown. She's amazing. No doubt. <laughs> and um, I mean, and that again, like it's, it's hard to ignore kind of this community aspect. Where do you see, um, and, and I'm not talking about the, the relationship in terms of community together as mouth media and solar, but what's being created on the community side, how that's going to help kind of galvanize this. Is this kind of a longer term strategy for you or is this something to, to get like kind of the gears turning for launch? Yeah, we're definitely, using solar salons as a mm -hmm. way to bring the community together and we've loved the collaboration we've had with mouth media i mean the energy fun. at the events <laughs> and the content that we've created and just the connections no. that have happened at the solar salons have been fantastic i like that you say that because that is what excites me the most me is the connections between everyone that shows up me too yeah. so samantha henderson came up with the idea of like, hey, what if we created these events where brands and influencers could really mm -hmm. interact with each other and influencers could actually try on products and take shots of themselves and, yeah. you know, upload them into solar. And, you know, George Manley, who uh, runs sales and marketing at solar, he has, you know, taken that concept and really like help bring it to market with mm -hmm. the mouth media well, team. Well, it's a step. I remember so your your reaction by the way afterwards when we were sitting and having a kind of like a a, a wusa cocktail like just kind of like all right that was that <laughs> and uh, you said you know Pavan I really I really just you know and you laid out that vision you laid out um, and I heard you loud and clear you want an environment where people are coming here 
and and actually buying and selling yeah. product right on the spot. I called it instant commerce. I mean, instant we want commerce, we yeah. want to enable influencers to upload sure. images from a solar salon and and it's post being them sold on their right solar there. site and literally They're getting sell sales them in the moment on the spot. Yeah, I mean that's something we're looking forward to unlocking cool. in the future. Yeah. But I'd say, you know, this what we've felt at the solar salons and and. I think a lot of it is based on the partnership we've built with Mouth Media is there's just this general um, positive energy that we're, we're a part of that brands and influencers are looking for ways of working together that complement each other. Solar is a catalyst for that. And at the solar salons, we have you know loved the conversation we had with uh, with Joseph, you know, Bobby Brown, I felt like, you know, I was, I was learning from like one of the best entrepreneurs. She's like in the entrepreneur hall of fame, Bobby Brown. For sure. Um, so, you know, we're creating great content, but we're also creating great community. And yeah. like, I think that's a really, you know, amazing one, two punch. Yeah. Keep it in the DNA type of thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And we're looking forward to evolving them and making them better in the future. Yeah, and if you're listening and you are a uh, a brand or represent a brand, um, or you're an influencer in the space, uh, you could go on to. I'll I'll actually add a link to apply to the next uh, solar salon on our uh, on our Instagram. Do you guys want to do the same? Maybe absolutely. So yeah, go to uh, at Mouth Media Network um, on Instagram, or you could go to at Solar S O U L E R H Q. Um, and we'll kind of put those links up in the uh, the bio there, so you could apply to uh, to the next uh, solar salon, which hopefully is coming up. We'd love to connect. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is the point in the show, Josh, where we talk a little less Rev Cascade, a little less solar, a lot more Wexler. Wow, <laughs> so strong. Right, That's I very know. strong. Right after this, with <laughs> with off the grid questions, we'll be right back. everybody, this is Vikram Iyer, former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mouth Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Okay, Josh, time to get personal because it is now... It's time for Questions Off the Grid, with fashion is your business. That's right, Off the Grid Questions, where we go a little off the grid, a little more personal in nature. We learn more about you as a human being. Uh, even though it's just Puvin and I in the studio with you, we see no reason to veer from our tradition. And that is to determine the order of questions randomly by a spin of our wheel of grid destiny. As you can see, we have a big old prize wheel right here. Uh, names all over it. And we're going to give it a big spin. Figure out who asked the first question. And that first question comes from me. 
So my question is this, uh, as you travel and as you participate in activities, uh, as you meet new people, how do you find yourself, even from a very young age, as you kind of evaluate yourself, the way you operate, the way you interact with people and things and events, what influences Josh? What makes an impression on you personally that shapes how you end up behaving and acting and interacting and buying and, you know, what, 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 hit, what hits you at the core? Wow. I mean, I would say, you know, what resonates with me when I connect with, with new people is, you know, are they, do they hopefully not take themselves too seriously? Uh, are they humble? Are they, do they have a sense of humor? Are they bringing a point of view? Um, I love meeting people who kind of reflect those sensibilities. And uh, I feel like those are the types of people that I connect with in a, in a deep way. And, and I, I love that. When do you think was a, uh, I appreciate that answer. Can you identify a point in your life when you may have realized that's how you feel like that? It dawned on you that that is what impacts you. Even if you point to a particular occurrence when it dawned on you, you know, I mean, I, I'd say, you know, in my formative years, you know, I, I, I grew up playing a lot of sports and, you know, I was always, uh, love being a part of the teams that I was on uh -huh. and, you know, being an athlete, you have to play a role and you have to, sometimes you're, uh, maybe not like the main player. It'll sometimes you're more of team. a role player. Yeah. Uh, you know, Abby Wambach had this amazing, uh, commencement speech that was given primarily towards women and, and young women and talked about leading from the bench, you know, and, and I think that that's a great metaphor. Like, like, so a lot of what shaped what I connect with is being a part of a team and playing your role. And, um, like, like the sum is greater than its parts. I love all that stuff and I tap into all that stuff. And it's part of what I love about startups. So I don't know if that connects any of the dots uh, about what resonates with me, but you know that's a lot of how I shape the way I think about things. Let me just do a quick follow-up question on that. I guess this would be a follow-up to my follow-up, which, <laughs> which, which is, can you think of a, uh, as I dig deeper here, Josh, can you think of a moment in your life, even as a young person, that you remember being very impressed by someone, very influenced by someone that may have shaped a behavior or a growth or just just a memory? Sure. I mean, I, I would I would say my my high school basketball coach, Jerry Wainwright, was a huge influence on me. Um, you know, he's someone who kind of shaped me. He was really like the first adult who treated me like a man, even mm -hmm. though I was mm -hmm. a freshman in high school. Um, and you thought through, you were a man at that point, though, so you know. That's all. Well, he very quickly made me realize that I had a lot to right. learn. Um, but you know, I'd say that, like, like through through that lens, I was a role player early in my high school basketball playing days, and then, you know, as I got to be a junior, 
there were more expectations on what I contributed to the team. And then as a senior, I had to sort of step up and, and be like one of the main guys. So I, I think, you know, Coach Wainwright helped me uh, realize how to accept that responsibility and be accountable in a way that, you know, as a kid, you're not often Did he knock you forced down to some think about. To... <laughs> oh, every day. <laughs> every day. Um, one suicide at a time. Oh. <laughs> That's it. But yeah. it was it was just a great yes, yeah. a great environment for me to like learn about how to be a part of a team and and be a contributor. It takes a moment like that sometimes, and I can yeah. appreciate. It. I have my own memory. Uh, first real career job. One day I got called in. I'm just some twenty year old schmo working in as a job at a video company. And one day I get called into the president of the company. One of those. Big giant leather chairs, big mahogany office. A guy you'd expect to be chopping a big cigar <laughs> sits me down and says, "So I hear you have an attitude problem." I had no idea I had an attitude Whoa. problem. I I I had been taught by my college that I was uh, just by graduating from that school. I was uh, mm -hmm. I was ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I apparently yeah. not. So yeah. you know, and my point though is, even that was a humiliating moment. It was a. a important wake up moment to be knocked down a peg and and told you're doing it wrong interesting and it's a great way to learn yeah so and you know you can take that and be deflated by it or you can take it and grow from it and you know i'd like to think we both grew from it so. hey, amen all right another spin of the wheel um i'm trying to predict who it will come to <laughs> And, um, ah, I'm right. It's Puffin. It's just my face on every single peg at this point. I right? know. When that happens. <laughs> You're just a blur. Um, so, Josh, actually, so, uh, you know, you, you've seen some success or, or quite a bit of success with sports. Uh, you even played at the collegiate level. And, um, you know, you also seem like one of those pers one of those people that has that combination between, like, intuition and ability. So the things that you kind of involve yourself with uh, come to fruition, which is uh, fantastic to see. So with your children now, um, two sons and a daughter, um, how are you viewing these kind of footprints that you put down? These could be big shoes to fill. And how are you motivating them? Or what do you see for them with this? Wow. Um, my kids, I mean, I would say, uh, you know, I've, I've never expected them to walk the same path that, that I've walked. I want them to kind of create their own path and I want them to have the confidence to kind of follow their heart. You know, I think that that's something that I've always tried to do, um, in my life and in my career. So, you know, my daughter just graduated from school, um, and I see her making choices where she's following her heart. And I love that. Um, I've watched my sons carve their own path um, and make choices that made sense for them. And I love that. So I, I feel like, you know, I don't want them to try and live the life that I've lived. I want them to live their own lives and, and have the confidence and sort of, belief in trusting their instincts yeah. and following that path. Um, not necessarily following the one that, that I've created or, or the for one sure. that I might want for them. Well, it's fun to see, um, 
like you, you do post a lot about you know just your your personal life, your family life on on Instagram and things like that. So it's fun to to see what a big support you are of uh, of the things that they're they're involved in. I mean, I I love being there in their presence. presence. Yeah, yeah. You know? do, do they, they love you in their presence as much so. as you love yeah, being in their presence? Down. Have they been knocked down a few pegs? In I don't think so. I, I, they've knocked me down as I think. Yeah. <laughs> my sister is uh, right now, so she's yeah. in a a, a sleepaway camp right now with my nephews, and uh, so she has she's a physician, and she got a gig as like the physician for this sleepaway camp. So as a result, uh, my two nephews get to go to this camp, and one of them just does not want to. I mean, he's six years old. He does like he's so involved in his community and what he's got going on in summer camp he is completely and utterly ashamed that his mom is on campus with him and it just tears her apart right now whereas the other one the uh, the 11 year old like after when they have like 30 minutes flex time before going to sleep shows up at her office every night and like tells her about the day and everything it's just it's really are they allowed to call her mom at the camp or i mean it's just uh yeah right that's a good point i don't know i haven't asked her that but it's uh it's funny how that 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 tug of war happens a little bit all right josh uh we often at this point in the show invite our guests to reflect and share perhaps um, a pearl of wisdom uh, uh a final thought anything you'd like to share with uh with our listeners that um can help them in their lives or maybe just a reflection on the conversation we've had yeah i mean i i, I would just say like i i feel like you know in terms of you know for anyone out there listening who's who's thinking about what they may want to do next um, or what opportunities may exist in the internet or, or the future of, of commerce or in their careers. I would say that, you know, much like we were just talking about with my kids, like, like follow your heart. Um, and I would say that usually if you lead that way, the opportunities will follow. Um, and that's, that's how I've made choices that, um, that, I'm pursuing and I'm really excited about the things that, that as it relates to my business that, that we're trying to build. And as you build your business, how can people connect with you? Uh, both of you personally, perhaps, and, and the business as well as what kinds of people would you most rate at this moment like to connect with? Sure. I mean, I, I'm always game to talk shop with fellow entrepreneurs, um, would love to talk to retailers help them thrive in the future. And obviously with solar talk to brands and influencers, and I can be reached at, at Josh at revcascade.com, or you could follow me on Instagram at Josh Wex, um, or you could hit me up on LinkedIn. And again, for solar, that is at solar HQ S O U L E R HQ. That's right. Awesome. Thank you. Super fan. I'm on it, man. <laughs> I'm on it. All right, Josh, we, we have had a chance to meet with you in the past. We have had a chance to have you as a guest host on a couple of our shows. Um, but it was a bit of a privilege being able to really unpack the whole Rev Cascade and Solar story and yours as well. So thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. That is it for uh, this pretty darn interesting episode of Fashion Is Your Business. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. It really is our privilege to have you uh, with us each week. And so for Love and Ball, Shake It Easy, I'm Mark Waco, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.